That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 272 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. In just a moment, I'll be sharing my tips with round 15. And a few minutes after that, I'll be joined with my mate, Mick Aussie, and we'll run through the tips with Mick as well before he heads on uh, to talk with Gabe Morenci on uh, Friday evening to go over the games as well. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't forget that if you're interested in having your local footy club getting a shout-out for an upcoming episode, drop me a note via email at yankonthefootygmail.com. Head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, and you can find all of the links to my socials over there. Love being able to highlight these clubs. And uh, the club of the episode for this episode 272 are the Port Douglas Crocs of AFL Queensland, AFL Cairns. The foundation for this club was laid back in 1988, interestingly enough, along with the construction of the Sheraton Mirage Hotel, as there were many uh, skilled laborers that were there working on the construction process here. Uh, one namely Andy Smith, who was a mad footy fan and was upset that he did not have access to watching any kind of televised footy in the region, which interestingly enough, that was around the same time that footy was just starting to show up here and make a name for itself in the U S on ESPN. So we were getting it here, but even in the Northern part of Australia, it wasn't showing up for him to watch. So he was getting highlight packages shipped up there and, uh, the rest, you could say, is history. And the club began playing in 1989, but it would be a few years before they had their own ground to call their own. Uh, went through a lot of trials and tribulations. If you're interested in reading the history of a local footy club, this club has done a phenomenal job with outlining everything that went into it becoming the club that it is today. And I have a link to their website uh, in the show notes, if you want to check it out, it's it's fascinating. It's a fascinating read. Uh, all of the hoops that they had to jump through, which coincidentally, their jumpers have hoops as well. Uh, but I was just I was just fascinated by the the perseverance that had to take place to allow this this club to have the success that it that it's having, and it looks like it is a pretty successful club overall. And I did uh, find an interesting um, website listed on their club website to where I can go and watch replays of not only local footy games there, which I did check out a little bit of their previous game with uh, for the previous week um, with the Hawks. But um, I think it's called Clutch TV or Clutch Sports, C-L-U-C-H, I think is what it's called. And it looks like it's a free subscription for that so there was some cricket available there as well so i'm going to definitely check that out now on the first of july this year they are holding their 2023 blue and white croc ball two hours of drinks hot and cold canapes and live music by kiki and tickets are 70 dollars per person uh there is a link on their facebook page uh for their booking.com site for you to purchase tickets for that also on the first uh the senior men's club plays their um Next game, facing off against the Central TV Bulldogs at Craythorn Park. And the uh, the Crocs have started out this year seven wins and a single loss. So I want to wish the Crocs the absolute best as they go through the rest of 2023 and going forward. It looks like a an extraordinarily passionate club. looks like a very successful club. Uh, and I, I wish them all the best. So let's go ahead and jump into the tips for this round, and I have to make a confession here. You know, with me working the summer job I'm working, I have to sleep sometime, and unfortunately, that time happened to be while the cats were playing today. And as you know, I'm a cat supporter. Uh, I have not watched the game yet, so don't give me any spoilers. Of course, this won't be released until well after the, the game is done, and hopefully I've had a chance to sit down and watch it. But uh, I, I, unfortunately, I did see that uh, Jeremy Cameron uh, suffered a concussion during the game. I did not watch any video of it, but I did see that he had had that happen. I went ahead and had tipped the Cats by 7. Um, I just uh, had a 
feeling they have got to get this win at home. Of course, that was prior to Jeremy Cameron's injury. I have no idea how it's going to play out. But having anything resembling a uh, a qualified ruck, and this is nothing against Mark Blitzavs, uh, can only be a bonus because it's going to allow Blitzavs to go out and do what he does best in the midfield and throughout the ground and then pinch hitting as the ruck where necessary. So let's move on to the next game of, of the weekend, and we're heading to Marvel Stadium. you got St. Kilda hosting Brisbane. Now, the Saints have cooled off a little bit. Yeah, they lost last week to the Tigers. A lot, a lot of rain. Uh, but they've been playing that stingy style of defense that uh, Ross Lyons loves. Uh, can they slow down the, the Brisbane Lions, you know, who are the, the third highest scoring club in the comp this year? I mean, this is going to be an interesting uh, little... Uh, chess match I think here so I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens um Hugh McCluggage is back in uh Calamachis the sub Darcy Fort omitted again uh Ben Patton uh in for St. Kilda Cooper Sharman the sub Sebastian Ross managed Brad Crouch playing game 150 Rowan Marshall playing game 100 um I think if you know I, I had jotted down in my notes if Zorko and McCluggage are back in I think the Lions could win in Melbourne uh but I am gonna lean the Saints' direction, though, I just think that Melbourne is still a little bit of a, uh, a black hole for the Lions. I'm going with St. Kilda, and I think this is a great matchup here. Uh, I've got St. Kilda winning this one by 10. Then we head up to the SCG for the Swans hosting the Eagles. And I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going with the Swans in this one. I think the Eagles will battle a little bit. Uh, a lot of changes again. Uh... But I think they will fade. Uh, it's just as much as we don't want to see the season come to a conclusion, we are past the halfway point, well past the halfway point of the season. We're finishing up the last round of of the uh, buys this week. So, you know, it's uh, we are on the, the top hill of the roller coaster on our way down here towards a conclusion and I think the Eagles while they want to see what some of their youngsters have for them and if any of their veterans have anything left in the tank when healthy I, I think the Eagles would love to see this season be done quite frankly I really do I'm going with the Swans to win this one by 19 um, for the Eagles you got Elijah Hewitt Jack Williams Liam Duggan Tom Barras in Campbell Chesser omitted Greg Clark injured Luke Foley injured Xavier O'Neill omitted Zane True is the sub and for the Swans, Callum Mills, Isaac Heaney, big in right there. Logan McDonald also in. Dylan Stevens, the sub. Jack Buller omitted. Robbie Fox omitted. Sam Wicks suspended. Nobody Franklin as of yet. And then we head out to Optus. And this is an intriguing game. And I, I you know, the Dockers have lost a couple games in a row. The Bombers have won four in a row. Uh, I, I'm... I'm hoping that the uh, this crazy, ridiculous logo controversy, which if you did not listen to episode 270, I got up that morning uh, after the story had broken about the Bombers considering and exploring the possibility of, of redoing their logo, uh, getting rid of the, the threatening uh, military aircraft on there. And I, I, I went on a little bit of a rant. So if you're an Essendon supporter, maybe you'll appreciate it. Uh, if you're a Richmond supporter, you might also get a chuckle out of it as well, because I, I kind of borrowed a little bit of an idea from your jumpers. Uh, I'm hoping that won't distract the club. I have a feeling it won't. Now, this is interesting, though, because uh, Essendon, uh, Darcy Parrish is in, Jake Kelly in, uh, Massimo D'Ambrosio is a sub, Nick Hind omitted. Sam Draper is also out injured. That's interesting. Michael Frederick playing game 54, Fremantle. Bailey Banfield omitted, Nathan O'Dristel omitted, Sam Sturt omitted, Michael Frederick back in, and Sean Darcy back in. So you got the two-headed ruck facing Essendon without Sam Draper. Now, I initially was going to go with the Bombers on the road here because I just I think the Bombers are, are, are playing a a better style of football right now, and, and Essendon is, I'm sorry, and Fremantle is just really struggling. And... Uh, Despite Draper being out here, I'm still going to go with Essendon to win this one on the road. I think this will be a huge win for Brad Scott and his uh, his young club. I, I just have a feeling that Essendon's going to go ahead and put things together. 
and win this one on the road, and Fremantle's struggles are going to continue. And then we head to the MCG for the lone game at the MCG this weekend, I believe. I think this is the only one there this weekend. Give the grass a little bit of a breather. you got Collingwood hosting Adelaide. Uh, for Adelaide, uh, Jordan Dawson playing game 100. Braden Cook in, Harry Schoenberg in, Lockie Gallant in. For the Pies, Reef McKinnis has been omitted. Philly McRae back in, Jack, Jack Ginnivan in, Jamie Elliott back in, Jeremy Howe back in after his forearm fracture. You know, the Pies are coming off their second loss of the season, first game they'd lost in a long time. The Crows are playing great footy, but this is on the road uh, against a passionate side uh, of fans, against a terrific club, quite frankly. I don't think even if you're the, the most staunch Collingwood hater, you have to admit to yourself this is a damn good football team. You know, I think it's going to be a, a, a close game. Uh, I'm going to go with Collingwood to win this one by 11, mainly because it's at home. If it was in Adelaide, I might go ahead and tip the crows on this one. But I and again, I won't be shocked if Adelaide wins this one. I just think though that uh, that the Pies are going to have a little too much for them, um, bringing in some of their their veteran leadership back into the club as well. So I'm going with the Pies by 11 on that one. And then we get to the last game of the round, and uh, we're at Heritage Bank Stadium. And you've got Gold Coast hosting Hawthorne. And uh, James Sicily is suspended. I still haven't quite figured that one out yet, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, Denver Granger Barras, Fergus Green, Finn McGinnis, Sam Frost are all in. Again, this is the extended bench right now. Uh, Alex Davies omitted Alex Sect in the sub. Joel Jeffrey injured, Tom Barry omitted, Brandon Ellis, Chris Burgess, Huego Way, James Cetus, Lockie Weller, Sam Flanders, Sean Lemons, all listed on the extended bench for the Suns. Now, the Hawks are playing spirited football. This is a club that is basically, and I'm going to use the American colloquialism here, and just say up yours to the comp as far as wanting that first pick of the draft. They have played hard. They have threatened clubs that are finals clubs. They've won games that maybe people shouldn't have thought they shouldn't have won. And Gold Coast went out and absolutely got thumped by quite frankly a dysfunctional Blues team last week. So is West Coast going to bounce back? It's, this is a talented club, but Hawthorne has got a lot going for it. Of course, they've lost their in many ways, they've kind of lost their rudder here for the next three weeks in James Sisley. And, and I'm wondering if the if the, the, the players at, at Hawthorne are still scratching their heads, going like, what is this, you know, what does this mean? What ex, you know to explain this whole thing about this, you know, suspension of him. Because I, I again I don't get it. It's yes, I understand that there was an injury that came out of it, but there were other factors that that were worked into this. But I'm I'm not gonna belabor that point there. Now I don't think this is a game that the Suns can afford to drop at home. If this club has any aspirations to play finals, and I know they do, they've got to win this game. And I do think they get it done at home this week. I've got the Suns winning this one by nine. So let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be joined by Mick Aussie. And Mick, I want to thank you for getting up early this morning, man. It is 630 in the morning, your time, is it not? Yeah, you're dead right. And if I was, uh, <laughs> well, put it this way, I checked the score of the, the Cats-Demon game, but I didn't get up to watch it. That's way too early for me. I, I'm a bit like you. I have a tough week as well. Yeah, I'm just, I did see the Cats won, so I'm thrilled about that. I have not watched it yet. Uh, that is going to happen probably Friday morning here. Uh, I'll get up to uh, early Friday morning to watch uh the Saints in Brisbane, and then I'll probably watch the Cats in uh, Melbourne after that. Um, I may get to watch like a half an hour of it at, at my lunch break today at work. So we'll see if I can get it downloaded on my phone. So before we hang on, I got I got to laugh a little bit though because Simon Goodwin and the Demons, eh? They they planned it as if it was like an interstate trip. It was only seventy-five kilometer drive in a bus, 
and they got there a day early, spent an extra night in the hotel, did all this extra preparation because, you know, it was so hard to win in Geelong and they still damn well lost. So even though I picked the Demons, I'm kind of laughing a little bit. Yeah. All right. Are you sure they didn't leave early to make sure they could find Geelong because the big clubs <laughs> don't generally head that direction on the M1? Oh, man. Like I said, I did that drive a couple, two and a half months ago, round yeah. one. It was unbelievable from Bells Beach up through Geelong, sat outside the stadium, did a video, then drove into Melbourne. Bit of roadworks, but no, nah, I was very impressed. I wish I got to stay a night down in it Geelong, but I didn't have time. I mean, are, you'll have to answer this, you know, because are, are there are there actually like like the, the drop bears and the attack crocodiles and landmines and that sort of thing on the M1 southbound there? Is that are those the things that keep Richmond and Collingwood from ever showing up there? Oh, you know, big cities are like they get arrogant, don't they? People who live in big cities think they live in the center of the universe and they got everything. Sure, they got the big sporting events, but they got. They got way more hassles with traffic, parking, too many people. So no, nah, I'm not. I'm not a big city guy at all. Well, yeah, but you still live in a pretty big city right now, but it's not as big as some others. Oh no, it's about the same. That's why I got a couple of mates here. We like it because it's similar to Adelaide. It's about a million people. People are yeah. friendly mostly. So yeah, no, I'm I'm not a massive city guy. I've lived in Vancouver downtown. That was mm -hmm. okay. It had its good and bad, but then I drive to cities like Seattle. I'm like, wow, too many people. Oh yeah, I I, I spent a lot of time in Seattle when I was in the Navy. Yeah, um, but it's uh, yeah, I I'm I as you said, I, we did see that the Cats did win. I tipped the Cats to win. I, this is what I think they had to had to get. Uh, and next week's going to be interesting. Heading up to Sydney with without Jeremy Cameron. Um. You know, that's uh, and Sydney's going to be out for, you know, dare I say out for bloods next week um, after having gotten thumped by them the last two times they faced them. So I think right, it's going to be yeah, a tough matchup for them. But, you know, we've got like five other games yet this weekend coming up and some intriguing matchups. Uh, the first one is St. Kilda hosting Brisbane and uh, McCluggage is back in. Um you know, he's back off of his concussion rather quickly there, so I'm glad to see him well. Uh, Zorko's not back in as of yet. What are you thinking on this one? Oh, man, what a tough game. There's a couple of tough ones this week. I mean, you 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 think the Lions are the better team, but I just, I'm just scared more so now to pick them away from Brisbane. I really am, and I'm, I'm not a massive fan of the Saints, as you know, but they just... They just keen to they just keep seeming to go well, even though they lost to the Tigers. I'm going to go for the Saints against a lot of my philosophy on the Lions. I think they're a good no. team, but I'm actually going to pick the Saints at Marvel. I, I went with the Saints as well. You know, this is a uh, this is a game where you know, even though they've kind of claimed that they don't want to go back to you know to you know to Fremantle's you know Ross Lyons you know like four corner offense to slow things down and, and stop the other team for scoring. I mean, they've given up the, uh, you know, I think the fewest points in the comp right now. I mean, they're, they're right there at the, at the bottom of there. And, you know, and of course the Lions have scored the third most at this point in time, but uh, I went with the saints as well. I, I just, I think at home, you know, Brisbane's going to have to, you know, prove to me. And of course, maybe they do it this week that they can win away from uh, the GABA on a consistent basis. Yeah, I mean, can you really trust Hipworth and Danaher? No. <laughs> yeah. I can trust Charlie Cameron to come in with a few goals, but I can't trust those two. They both kicked two last week against the Swans, but no, they're uh, they're not trustworthy at all. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. And you know, we we then head off to the SCG and you've got the, the West coast Eagles uh, heading on what is arguably their longest trip of the year. Um, I'm sure they're thrilled about it, uh, but uh, they're facing uh, the Swans. Um, Callum Mills, Isaac Heaney back in Logan McDonald back in a lot of changes again for the Eagles. You've got four new ins there. Elijah Hewitt, Jack Williams, Liam Duggan, Tom Barras. No buddy Franklin as of yet. 
is this an absolutely must win for the Swans if they've got any hopes of playing finals? Well, you think so. What are they sitting on 20 points? So they're a game and a half out at least. Yeah. No, they're two games out plus percentage. Yeah, they're they're starting to get in trouble. And you know me, I'm I'm one of the last people out there to say, oh, it's a must win. It's a must win for finals. But yeah, they got to uh, they got to stay in touch. What are yeah. they? Uh, Fifty point five favourites. That's a fair bit, even though the Eagles are a disgrace. The Swans aren't going that well. Tom Brass is a good player. Liam Duggan, nah, they're a mess. Swans to win. Eagles yeah. might get a bit closer than fifty points, but nothing game to me. Won't be watching it. Well, no, twelve thirty-five at night. I won't be watching it. <laughs> well, I, I hope to be watching it, but that, of course, you know, keep in mind. I have to be up for work at 6 a.m. I have to be at work at 6 a.m. on Saturday morning and Sunday morning. So just as as you said off air, you know, keep keep your eye on the prize as to why this is happening. So it's, uh, you know, I'm not to mention uh, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, I actually hit the big 60. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm already dressed for work. I, I just have to put my shoes on and I'm ready to walk out the door. I've already made my lunch. Uh, we had, you know, as I told you yesterday, we had a water main break. If if none of you have ever seen uh, like the satellite images of Cedar Point, it literally it's it's this massive amusement park. that's on a peninsula and there's a there's a four lane causeway that goes to it. And then there's a single there's like a two lane road that goes off in another direction for about five miles. It'll connect back to the mainland, but there's like multi-million dollar houses that are down that road. And there's not generally a lot of the amusement park traffic there. Well, right at the entrance to the park, there was a water main break yesterday. So they have last night when I left at about 1030, three of the four lanes of the causeway were dug up as they were fixing this water main. So I'm going to, you know, I have to start at 1130. So I'm going to leave the house at probably about nine o'clock just to make sure that I can get, or maybe 930 and make sure I can actually get into the parking lot to be at work on time. Because it's just, it's going to be a nightmare otherwise, because there's no other way to get there. Unless you have a wow. helicopter, which I am fresh out of helicopters. So you need a bomber jet. Well, I th I think I've already made my thoughts known on the bombers this week. Uh it, speaking of bombers, is is just is that you know because we're going to talk about SNN right now. Is that a uh, what do you make of this whole idea of the uh, the name change? Wow, I it heard just, your pod. I, I listened to your podcast, and you kept saying that we totally gone nuts. I mean, yeah, the world totally went nuts years ago with all this yeah. woke, politically correct crap. And as I've said before, it's not the people that are at the end of the title or the end of the discussion that get worried. It's all the other people that think they might get worried when they absolutely don't. And we've gone through it here with the Edmonton Elks changing from the Eskimos. I mean, I could spend hours talking about that, but actually the club's in major, major trouble now because a lot of people were just so upset with the name change. I think they need to get over it, but it's really ruined our club in part of the way. But yeah, the Bombers players, maybe they should all get in fighter jets and fly across the Perth, and they'd be there in probably 15 minutes compared to three hours. <laughs> well, and this is an interesting one. And I, you know, uh, Darcy Parrish is back in, Jake Kelly's in, uh, Sam Draper is out this week for Essendon, uh, Nick Hind is out, um, Sam Sturt, Nathan O'Driscoll, Bailey Banfield out, Michael Fredericks back in, is in, and Sean Darcy is back. So you've got the Darcy Jackson Ruck combination going against uh, you know Essendon, who is without their top Ruck, and this is this is this is interesting because I you know Fremantle has been kind of rudderless the last couple of weeks. They've 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 not played terribly well, and Essendon just keeps plugging along, having won four in a row. Yeah, again, this is this is a game that you it's really. You really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the dog Dockers losing by seventy points to the Giants. Yeah. In in Western Sydney. I mean, yeah, that's a tough trip. They probably can't get that motivated to go all the way out there and 
play in front of a small crowd, but they're professional athletes. Oh, Sarong's playing so well. I see Nate Five kick one goal. I mean, they need more out of him if he's got over his injuries. Dockers are favoured by five and a half. Oh, man, toss of the coin. I'm going to go with the Dockers just because of the home field, but really have no idea. Bombers could come out and win by five goal. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I went I went with the Bombers. Now, again, I did that before I realized that Sam Draper was going to be out. But uh, I, I went ahead and stuck with them. I just – I think that Brad Scott's got that team playing cohesively. I mean, this is a this is a a, a side that uh, and and hopefully the the whole name distraction, you know, uh, thing is does not be an, is not an issue for the players. You know, I, I and I don't know. I would love to see the the honeycomb design on the jumpers, though. I think it, that would be a a nice touch to have all of the little faces of the people who were upset about the uh, the airplane on there in the uh, hey, in the sash. I think I think is it because of your military background that it really upset you more than maybe someone else. Well, possibly that might be it. I just, I, I mean, I just, I it's partly also because I woke up kind of at the same time that you're waking up for this. And I read the articles about it. And I just thought that this isn't even ass a nine. This is ass a 10 that they're even, <laughs> uh, that they're even considering that this is an issue um, that it's, it's just kind of beyond that. And uh, you know, are, are they going to go, are they going to do what, what the Elks have done. Are they going to do what the Cleveland Indians have done and become the guardians? I mean, it, you know, because if you get, if you get rid of the logo, you know, I, I, if you're going to stick with the name, that's why I kind of went on that little bit of a, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a tirade. I was kind of poking fun at it is what I was intending to do. Oh yeah. You know, it just, you know, that's why I offered alternate alternatives. I said, you know, we had, you know, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber had just died recently. He's not going to care if you use his image now. You could put his face on the on the jumper, then call them call them the Unabombers now. And it's just, you know, yeah, I, I would not order anything from the team shop from them if that was the case, because he had, you know, he was the one that was sending bombs through the mail. But uh but it's just it just I just think it's as a is a silly, you know, you're you're paying, you know, homage to you know, people who helped to to win a world war. And uh and you know, maybe you go to I don't know, maybe you go back. I've seen ones that have, and I think it's a B-17 that was, you know, one of the either the Flying Fortress or the Liberator Bombers from World War II. I've seen an old Essendon logo that had that on there. Maybe it's less offensive an airplane that they go ahead and use instead of, you know, one that looks an awful lot like the B-1B Lancer, which I don't think is even in Australia's Air Force arsenal. I don't I don't think the US has ever sold any of those to anybody else, quite frankly. Yeah. But uh well. That just, club's been a mess for years, so I don't know. Mate, maybe it's just some marketing woman or guy in the meeting suggesting. I think it's a, I think it's a bit of an overreaction, probably in a week of not much news. Because when you think about it, it's kind of been a fairly quiet week with news in football. And a lot of these media guys at full time jobs—that's what they got to do. They got to stir up crap and stir up shit, and and they have, and they. They definitely got under your under your nose with this well, one. <laughs> well, and, and and quite frankly, this is this, this was I thought an opportunity for me to kind of just you know maybe more so you'll know, let a little bit of my personality come out in the podcast as yeah. well. That's why I was poking fun at it. I mean, I was tr <laughs> I was trying to. That's why I said you know what you, you, you and I think did I not mention? I thought I mentioned the didn't I mention the Elks in the episode? I thought I did. No, that's why I, was, I, I listened mainly because I thought you might have talked yeah, about I, the Elks because it has been a disgrace yeah. up here. It's, it's a mess. Yeah, and hopefully I'm, we start winning because we got off to a really bad start to the year again. So the crowds need to, oh, I hope they come back, but it's well, not looking good. But yes. anyway, when you said uh, you kept saying in the show, have we gone completely nuts <laughs> as people? Well, how much nuts are we going to get with this AI? Like, is this really you that I'm talking to? Of course it is. I know it is. But in, yes, it in is. a few weeks' time, there could be a video of you sitting up there and I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So it's going to be absolutely ridiculous with that, this AI, especially in, you know, some of the political races and stuff. But we don't oh. want to get onto that. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you, you look at like the deep fakes that are going on and that sort of yeah, thing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and trust me. Nope, nobody wants to deep fake this head. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but uh yeah so you know it's just it is just a uh it's just you know, the, the, you know, the, the the Cleveland baseball team made a name change. The, the name change was not the reason I stopped watching the, the, the game. I had stopped watching the game before the name change took place. I was disgusted by the fact that they poorly handled the, the cheating scandal with the Houston Astros. You know, the, the different rule changes that they, you know, decided to implement I, were the things that just really, you know, bristled me and got me upset with the game. And, and I, I love the game of baseball, but I don't, I, I miss the baseball that I loved, but I, I don't miss what I'm glancing at and seeing little glimpses of nowadays. I don't, I don't miss it now. And I, I'm so thankful for footy. And I think that's maybe why I, I got as uh, nuts as I did during that little rant. I mean, I, that's what, you know, I, I thought that, you know, that, you know, that the, you know, we're going to change the name of the Pittsburgh Steelers because, you know, it, 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 you know, kind of, you know, alludes to the idea of mining and oh no, taking minerals out of the earth. That's we can't do that either. We got to change the name of that, which is interesting because most of the steel mills at one time or another had been shut down in Pittsburgh. So, so back to the games this week. Before we we rebroadcast that entire discussion that <laughs> the other day, we've got Collingwood hosting your Crows. Uh, Jordan Dawson's playing his hundredth. Lockie Gallant in, Harry Schoenberg in, Braden Cook in. McCray, Ginevan, Elliot, and Jeremy Howe back off of his forearm injury. What are you thinking here, sir? Oh, the battle of the birds, eh? The crow birds versus the magpie birds. And we also call nice-looking ladies birds in Australia. So there's there's a compliment to the women. I'm not offending anyone. Maybe because birds are beautiful and colourful is why we call birds in Australia beautiful women as birds. But some people say it's offensive, but not where I live. Birds is a compliment to a beautiful-looking lady. There we go. How's that for a nice rant and hopefully not upsetting anyone? Well, I guess it's time. I'll be starting my new podcast here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just, just as long as you, just as long as you don't go out flipping the birds. <laughs> yeah, 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 flipping the birds. <laughs> But no, we do. We call a nice-looking lady in Australia an Aussie bird, and it's a huge compliment. So anyone that says it's not can go and get stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that said, I think the magpie birds will win at the MCG. They're 18.5-point favourite. The crows are just terrible away from Adelaide Oval, so I'm not picking them ever again this year away from Adelaide. They're both off a bye. They haven't, Crows haven't played at the MCG since early last year, so I'm sure the young lads will be looking forward to it. But in front of that hostile big crowd of the Magpies, I can't see them winning. Hopefully they stay close for a while. But I will be watching this one because it's at 9, 10 p.m. Saturday night, my time. So wow. perfect timing wow. for me to watch the whole game. And I won't see that one until Sunday night. So, cause I'll, I'll be in bed around that time because that's an 11 o'clock start. Cause I'll be getting up at around four 30, maybe even earlier than that, depending upon the road situation going into work this weekend. Uh, but yeah, it'll be, uh, it will be a, uh, I went with Collingwood on this one as well. I just think, you know, this is, I you know even though they dropped the game last week I th I still think this is this is possibly the club to beat I mean I I'm I think you know a a realistic you know Port Adelaide Collingwood Grand Final looks like it could be on the horizon here I just I know that doesn't make you happy I know that throw up I well, haven't thing. eaten breakfast yet you want me to throw up Well it's it's laundry day isn't it so you'll just you'll just have to wash the sheets. Oh, I couldn't think of anything worse. Collingwood and Port Adelaide in the grand final. My God, that's disastrous <laughs> for an Adelaide Crows fan like me. But they I have know. got some big ins, haven't they? Like little Jack Ginnivan, the guy that stuck some stuff up his nose. He's back in. They've made him work hard for his spot, haven't they? Good yes, on him. Well, Jamie Elliott's a good player. And what about Jeremy Howe? What a beauty he is. So I'm glad to see him back in. But then the Crows have... The Crows have re-signed five players in the last week. Their younger brigade, including Josh Rochelle, but they signed him to a very long contract. I'm a bit skeptical of those long contracts of the young yeah. fellas, though. Well, I mean, it does it give? Does it bring you any 
sense of security though that you that you've got somebody with that kind of talent that's going to be there long term though or do you do you worry about complacency yeah i do worry about complacency okay he's a, he's a smooth looking lad he likes to have a good time and good on him so he should as well but haven't heard any trouble from him but good on him no but yeah sounds, a bit long too long a contract you don't know yeah sound, sound sounds like how i go through life <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you you mentioned Jack Ginevan. Yeah, he had some issues during the off season. But but is the reason he's not playing? Is it because of that, or is it because Bobby Hill has simply been has taken hold of that that spot on the on the in the twenty two and said, uh, "Young man, I'm not giving this up readily here. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to take it away from me." Oh, absolutely! Yeah. You're dead right. Bit of both. They made him uh, sit out, and obviously they disciplined him for a while and so they should have and you, you're right got to work for that spot and you don't change your team if the players are playing well yeah exactly exactly so we get to the last game of the round and again this is the last of the bye week rounds and it's hard to believe this is already round 15 i mean this is just to me this this year's fixture has just flown by so far it has just gone. It's gone so quick. I guess that's when you get to be a little bit older those those days and weeks tend to just you know speed up on us unfortunately we want to slow them down but they're not going to slow down so we're we've got gold coast hosting hawthorne and uh and again we've got the extended uh benches right now um you know lots of ends who may not be in at this point in time but uh you know james sicily will be out for the next three weeks i'm still trying to wrap my head around that one um it just it just may be like a cumulative thing it this might be uh a little bit of Toby Green syndrome, you know, that uh, oh, yeah, to- yeah. Toby's behaving. We're going to go ahead and punish you now because we need to punish somebody. <laughs> nah, he deserved it. He's been up there too many times. And he, like we said last week, everyone's saying, well, they didn't consider the other guy coming across as well. Well, I don't think that affected the tackle. And they saying, oh, Sicily's on the ground. But no, he swung him around and belted his head into the ground. So I... Like, yeah, definitely one game. And because of his last name, Sicily, they're sick of seeing him at the tribunal. That's okay. I'm okay with it. Yeah. So what are you thinking on this one here? You know, Hawthorne has been playing some spirited football and Gold Coast just got punched right in the face last week by Carlton. Well, good and bad news with the Carlton Suns game. I was actually watching that. And then I, I crashed out. <laughs> so I missed I missed Carlton kicking nine goals straight, I think it was. So I'm actually glad I missed that. But then I woke up and gone, oh, no, the Suns are in trouble. So I was hoping the Suns would win that. But, yeah, not too good down there in Melbourne. They're 23-and-a-half-point favourite. I'm going to pick the Suns, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks give them a real shake and it's a close game. But up there, it's in – it's at – is that the Gold Coast, I yeah. believe? So, yeah. Um, yeah, take the Suns at home, but could be an upset. You never know. Yeah, and and again, you know, you're you're still talking only, you know, two games, you know, two games difference, you know, a difference of eight points on the ladder right now, because you know, Hawthorne has basically said, you know, this whole, you know, tanking for, you know, uh, was it Harley Reed? You know, they're not participating in that. That that's not something they're doing. Um, you know, like I said, they've played some decent football this year and what and and won games that uh that have surprised some folks. But you know, I think this is a must win for Gold Coast. They have got to beat the clubs that are behind them on the ladder right now. Uh they didn't get it done last week against Carlton. Um and you know, Carlton could could leapfrog them possibly next week. Um, you know, if they if they drop this one because they're only a, uh two points behind them on the ladder. You know, but uh Tuke Miller is supposed to be back in a couple of weeks, and it's going to be interesting to see how he helps to regenerate the uh, the midfield, and maybe you know him getting healthy at that time will help to to get them to their first finals position. Because, and we've talked about this before, you know, I think it's good for the game as an overall if Gold Coast finds their way into the uh, the finals to show kind of like a return on the investment for that club. I think that, that that almost needs to happen. Yeah. Well, I actually hope a lot of these teams just outside the eight 
do win because then it makes it more exciting. I love it when you've got two weeks left and there's 10 or 11 or 12 teams can make the make the finals. That's what I like. But Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Crows are one of those teams that, you know, they win at home but they don't win away. So they're, they're definitely in doubt. And the bombers I, bombers I still don't really trust and the Saints as well. The Dogs are struggling. So there could be three of those teams come into that eight. You really don't know. You know, we, as much as it pains me to say this, we might see Richmond as a top four side before it's all said and done this oh. year. <laughs> yeah, and your cats have got a lot of games at home coming yes, down do. the stretch. I I realized that, and it showed again last night how hard they are to beat at home. Like without Dangerfield, I sent a tweet out last night. Without Dangerfield, and you got Petrarca and Oliver. I think Oliver came back in. How how no, could he did how, not? Oh, he didn't. Okay, he well, did not. Even with Petrarca in the middle, like you think he would have got the ball out the centre way more than Geelong, but um, obviously not. And Geelong again went at home against a, a team that should have beaten them. Really, yeah. It's uh, it was a game that I think they had to win or or they were going to, I think they could have possibly slid. Now the next, the cats have the next two weeks. They've got Sydney at the SCG. And then I think North Melbourne coming to Geelong. Right. And again, North Melbourne is not a pushover. Yes. They've lost 12 games in a row, but they have been, they have battled in most of those games and they faded towards the end. But I mean, they, they've got that, you know, a decent foundation there. Um, I just, I think they're a, a couple of years away from playing finals, but they're getting they're getting pretty darn close. Wow, it's all gone quiet on the coach, hasn't it? So, I wonder yeah. what's going on there. Yeah, we'll 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 have to see. Is you know, is Clarko going to come? But you know, do they? <laughs> That's just a crazy thought. I mean, do they? Uh, and again, I don't know what's going to happen with Alistair Clarkson, but uh, there's a couple of big name coaches out there that are available if Clarko decides not to come back. What yeah? You know, what do you think if it? You know if you know, if Damian Hardwick decides to, because I saw some, I saw an article that said he's now he's now thinking he wants to get back into coaching. If Clarko decides not to come back, maybe Hardwick jumps into that spot. That's a pretty enviable spot to be in. That's a club that is on the ascendancy. Uh, small club though, not much. Now, nah, uh, like I say, I used to love North Melbourne. They were fantastic when I was younger. But yeah, nah, you know my thoughts on them. Just should have moved to Tassie, but. What's Clark, um, Hardwick's over in Europe, I think, having a good holiday. Good on him. He deserves it, but uh, whatever. <laughs> now, I did see, um, before we wrap up here, because I know you've got to get ready to go to work and I have to get ready to, to drive, to, to take the two-hour, three-mile drive to work. Uh, but uh, did you see that uh, somebody has officially thrown their hat into the ring for the 20th license? No, what yeah. was that? It's not Dar Darwin did not was not the first one to toss their hat in. Cairns did. Queensland. Cairns? Yeah, up in Queensland threw their hat. They they they've announced that they're gonna make a bid for the 20th license. Oh, oh. Yeah, well, you know my thoughts. Stick with 18 teams, move North Melbourne to Tasmania, build the stadium, and uh go from there because two 20 teams. No, nah, I can't. Too many. I mean, the TV rights are obviously the money's coming there, but yeah. the crowds are not too good in some of those areas. And then you look in Melbourne, you get 90,000 regularly to game. So it's, um, no, I don't agree. I don't agree. It's to keep it 18 teams, I would do that. But then they get the extra TV game. So there's the extra revenue there. But, right, right. Oh, I don't know. It yeah. seems to be growing too quick. I mean, really, look at GWS. Is that working? No. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. I I I did a little bit of uh you know the the, cl the club of the episode I I found was it was a uh, is a club that's up in the in that area that uh, is a pretty successful one. But you know I was wondering their population is only around one hundred and forty thousand. Um, because I was wondering then you know would yeah you know, a little bit further down the coastline you know you know Townsville has about 50,000 more residents than, than cans does. So I didn't, I didn't know if they would be a more viable option or would they split games between the two? And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, no, I, I don't like it. Don't like it at all. Seriously. I mean, the AFL got money. They got too much money. Sometimes well pre COVID mm -hmm. 
Look at the money some of these officials were getting working at the AFL. It was ridiculous. And then they're trying to waste, then they waste all this money to go out to GWS. I mean, well, look, look at the crowds out there. Terrible. It's right in the heart of rugby land. Rugby league is big in Sydney. Sydney Swans do very well. We know that. But nah, I, I got a different perspective. You can't, you can't be putting another team and having a mess like at GWS. I'm even skeptical of Hobart. Yes. They need a team down there because more kids are playing basketball now and lesser kids are playing Aussie football. And Tassie, even though with lesser people, it was it was as big a football as Adelaide was 20 mm-hmm. years ago. So they do need a team down there. But like I said, move North Melbourne there. I'm strong on that. Yeah. Do you think that's going to happen or do you think they're going to get uh, – because I know that, that... – the Tasmanian group has basically said they want a team starting from scratch. I mean, do you think that the league will, you know, when, uh, when Andrew Dillon comes in, do you think they'll kind of you know shift direction a little bit and say, Hey, you know what, maybe we think, you know, even though this is the quote unquote 19th license, we think that the, that the league would be better served by sending North Melbourne there. Of course, but it's all political right now that the, the, the opposition government are stirring up the shit to, to try and stop it. So it's political crap, isn't it? We all know that. And but it's a lot of money, man. Tasmania's yeah. not a big place at all. So yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. Damien Barrett, the AFL guy, he's skeptical of it. So am I. Absolutely I am. Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be interesting interesting to see how this plays out over the next uh the next few years. And uh, you know, I'm just curious to to see where it's going to go. So before we wrap up there, fine, sir, and you go and get some breakfast and some coffee and whatever the case may be there, uh, where can people find your work, sir? Uh, MickAussie.tv, M-Y-K-A-U-S-S-I-E.tv, and doing a weekly Edmonton Cricket TV now. That's been a lot of fun, and the Aussies had a great win against the English, the Pommies in the first test, so that's extra content for us. And... Tomorrow night on Sports Grid TV with Gabe Morenci, uh, with talking all the AFL. Yeah, because the NBA and uh, the NHL are done. I'm, will will the ashes come up a little bit? Do you think in that discussion? Oh, I tried to, so then I got content for my cricket TV. There show. you go. There so you at go. The start, I, I always try to, but. I've pushed it a bit too much lately, so probably not. But hey, Gabe does, because he's a chronic gambler and he focuses on betting, he follows so many sports internationally. Mm -hmm. So when a lot of these other media guys struggle in the dog days of summer, they call it, not Gabe and not Sports Grid, because he's covering the AFL, the CFL. He's covering covering ping pong in in Japan and all sorts (laughs) of stuff. That is... uh... That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's fun to listen to him. I, now that the NBA and NHL are done, I am going to reach out to him to get him on because I would I want to talk to him about his thoughts on on baseball. You know, I know I know he's a massive Clayton Kershaw fan, uh, but you know, I, I think he's as disgruntled with the way baseball has gone as, as I am, and I re- I really want to get his take for you know with uh you know on footy as well. And just, it's just going to be, a, you know, I think a, a, you know, a good chat to have. And now that I'm kind of in a, maybe what looks like a bit of a set schedule, I can get some interviews set up, but I have, I have one more that I did about 10 days ago that I'm going to be working on getting released this weekend and have out hopefully for Monday. But I sat down with uh, Cole Hutchinson, who was the chief statistician historian for the VFL AFL for like 25 years. Oh, that'll be and, interesting. Oh, it was just just an absolutely fascinating discussion. And and he's just dropping wonderful stories throughout our conversation that I I, I could have talked to him for hours. So I'm I may try to get him back on again to to delve into some more stories with him because he he was absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Well interesting times and I've got my thoughts on this concussion saga and the lawyers now are actively recruiting ex-players, which I think is a total lot of bullshit. But maybe next week I'll give you my real thoughts on 
this concussion um, legal situation that is going to unfortunately be a very big story because I have some very strong thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. And mostly I, mostly I think it's a disgraceful money grab. But let's not go into it now. I'm going to need 10 minutes to talk my thoughts. I'm actually <laughs> going to... I'm going to send an email this week to Barrett and Quarters, the podcast in Perth. I've been meaning to do it for a while. There you go. Uh, I love their perspective, and I'm going to definitely put my thoughts on this concussion issue because they're chasing Malcolm Blight, and he said, "No, I'm not. Get, I'm not being involved in this." Uh -huh. Anyway, big story, big story, oh, and uh, a lot of crazy news. Well, I'll end on this note. Now, if you're going to travel 75 kilometres to a football game, you make sure you get a hotel the night before because it might help you win. Not. <laughs> See you later, man. <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. All right, Mick. Hey, man, thanks for uh, working around my goofy schedule I've got going on right now. The, the bad news is I think it's continuing uh, for the foreseeable future. I'm working... Four days a week, but I'm managing to still get 40 hours out of those four days. Uh, so, but hey, if I want to be in Australia this time next year, this is what I have to do in order to make that happen. So, that is my plan. That's why I'm working this summer job, so I can put some money away to get to Australia next year. Because I want to see some of these games in person. So there's the tips for round 15, folks. You'll have to let me know uh, whether you think I'm right or wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, look out for one another. Check up on your friends. Give them a call. Go out for that coffee. Take them to a local footy game if you get the chance. Support that local footy club in your area. Remember, you can find everything about my podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. I hope you'll get on the mailing list. So when new episodes come out, you can get it sent into your inbox within a couple of minutes of when it's released. If you enjoy the show, I hope you'll leave a review as well. Also, if you want to support the show monetarily, and that would be a huge help, uh, all that goes right back into the podcast. Although, let's be honest, some of that might end up getting used towards uh, covering expenses to come to Australia in the uh, near future as well. Uh, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button if you want to check out my Redbubble store page. I've got uh, some new gear over there as well. If you've got an idea for a guest... And uh, with my schedule starting to settle right now, I'm going to be looking to line up some interviews um, on Mondays and Tuesdays, my time. Uh, I've got several people I need to reach out to. Um, remember, you can reach me at Twitter at yank underscore on, a yank on the footy at gmail.com, a yank on the footy podcast on Facebook, and a yank on the footy on Instagram. And ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate the support. I do hope you'll share this episode or the podcast in general with your friends and family. And until next time, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 272 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, and please consider sharing the podcast, and check out the website, yankonthefooty.com. And until next time, everybody, goodbye.